Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Redefining Reality. I am your host, Brian Hardy, holistic nutritionist and wellness coach. And today we've got a good one, another good one. I like them all. Everything has its own benefits, ups, downs, ins, outs, so forth. And today's is featuring my friend Kip Scott. And Kip is a real inspirational man. Uh, He's been on quite the journey and is still on quite the journey, which you'll hear about all throughout the podcast, starting with weight loss, you know, severe depression, uh, so many things. Very, very uh, interesting story and journey that he's been on that I know a lot of people can relate to because these things are so common. It's, It's virtually an epidemic that we've got going on of people that are disconnected from their bodies, disconnected from themselves, you know, struggling with self-hatred, with depression, with weight issues, with energy issues, you know, feeling hopeless, feeling lost. It's, uh, it's not an uncommon thing. And that's why I wanted to talk with Kip and to dive deeper into his journey and to, in, into his experience. And uh, hopefully that some of that would be helpful for some of you because um, he's done a lot of research and he's done a lot of self-work and has figured out a few things along the way. And so we talk all about, you know, different habits, styles of working out, favorite teachers, favorite books. Um, And it was funny because he reached out to me, you know, before I had really got to know him and sent me a message how my sharing of the work of Dr. Kelly Brogan, who wrote a fantastic book called A Mind of Your Own, which we also talk about in the podcast. Um, He wrote me saying that my sharing of that book, uh, he credited with really, you know, saving him in a way, uh, because he was in a very dark place and didn't understand the link between inflammation and depression and nutrition and toxicity and mood. And so all I did was, you know, share that and do a little Facebook post about it. And, you know, a year later almost, I get this message saying that it had such a profound impact. So you never know who's watching and who's listening and what things you might affect. So don't be afraid to share. You know, there's somebody out there who needs to hear your message and will resonate with that and will benefit because of it. And so I invite you all to find whatever it is that you can use to express yourself, be it social media, be it in-person conversation, be it writing a book, starting a podcast, filming a video, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you share something. And the more consistently you do that, um, the better effects you are likely to see. So that is that. Um, as always, 
we've got the show sponsors over at the blog. And you'll find all of the show notes for today's episode at brianhardy.ca forward slash kip. That's K-I-P. That's where I'll link up everything we talk about. And it's where you'll also find links to the following sponsors. And the first is Perfect Keto. Perfect Keto. They make my favorite ketogenic diet and lifestyle enhancing foods and supplements. And uh, their keto collagen and the exogenous ketones are my two go-tos right now. Um, If you're aware of the fasting mimicking diet experiments that I run, you can uh, see how I integrate those into the program. And all of that's through the Facebook group, the Revitalized Performance Facebook group. Just find that and uh, request to join, answer a couple questions, and I will gladly accept you into our little community. And you'll see in that pinned post how I use and how I propose using some of these um, foods and supplements. So Perfect Keto, if you enter the code Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, you'll get 20% off your entire order. And that's good for another week. So February 28th, that code will no longer be good. Um, So, you know, get it while it's there. 20% off is not uh, anything to, you know, shake a stick at, if if that makes sense for that uh, context. I forget what the saying is. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. And, um, yeah, Perfect Keto. Check them out. Support them. Show them some love. They make good stuff. Um, yeah, if you want to dive deep, deep, deep into keto, the, uh, the founder, Dr. Anthony, actually started his own podcast called the Keto Answers Podcast. And I listened to that during a road trip, a recent road trip to Michigan. Um, part of that road trip is why uh, this podcast is coming out on a Wednesday instead of a Monday. But uh, lots of good things happening to uh, be aware of. And the other th- last thing to mention is, as always, Amazon and Audible. Right? Amazon pretty much has everything you could ever want. And uh, by going through my link, you not only help to, you know, divert a little bit of Amazon's profits to a good cause, you know, yours truly, um, but I'll often, you know, link specific things that I talk about right in the show notes. So making it simple to find things, and uh, I appreciate you using those links. And then Audible, last but not least, of course, Audible, audiobooks, audio programs, tools, you know, resources that can be so transformational along our journeys. There's no excuse to not be able to take in new information when you have it at the touch of a finger on your phone everywhere you go. So whether you're driving, working out, cooking, uh, going for a walk, whatever it is, you know, on a road trip, just uh, check out audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy, just like it sounds, and you can get a free month in a free audio book that you can keep regardless of if you keep on with the service but I imagine you will because it's a fantastic service anywho that's all I have to say I am going to shut up now and introduce y'all to my friend Mr. Kip Scott Okay, my friends, welcome back to another episode of Redefining Reality. I am your host, Brian Hardy, and today I'm here with a new friend and fellow wellness warrior, 
brother on the path of healing and seeking and truth and just making things better, Mr. Kip Scott. So Kip, thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. And we connected, I believe, originally through some mutual friends um, in the optimal health functional medicine space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you reached out to me with a message. I really have to thank you again for, for sharing that message. Um, because I find so many times doing work online, you know, you don't know who's, who's seeing things, who's reading things, who's paying attention. And uh, you shared a very heartfelt message that uh, really stopped me in my tracks. I mean, I was driving at the time, so I couldn't really stop, but it, man, it hit me hard. It hit Mm -hmm. me hard and it just reaffirmed, you know, why it is we do what we do. Um, So thank you for that. And to give people some more context as to what I'm talking about, you know, what we're doing here, I would love to hear more about your story, right? And hear about some of the struggles and the challenges that you've been going through um, and how you've addressed them and where you're going and, and, and what life is like now. But let's start at the start and, and hear, you know, what you've been through and what your life has, has been up until now. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I used to be, when I was in, uh, in school, I was a really heavy kid. I was overweight, got picked on a lot. And it's just, uh, of course, you, you carry a lot of those, a uh, lot of that type of emotions into your adult years. So uh, over time, probably back when I was around in high school, I started to work out. I started taking care of myself. I was uh, tired of feeling bad. I used to, I was someone who drank a lot, did a lot of drugs, and it was just, uh, I noticed my blood pressure was one of the things that was the, the first indicator. I was like, wow, I have got to get this under control. And I was just in my early teens then, so I could have imagined if I would have kept on that track, what would have, been, what would have happened to me by now. So, uh, Started exercising, got into bodybuilding for a while, was really uh, intrigued by that. I was, uh, became a personal trainer back in 2005. But before that, I had my own journey. I would, I really just started uh, going to the gym, doing your traditional circuit type training, did some bodybuilding, and then started doing some mountain biking, a little bit of hiking, and just started to realize that I aligned more with that more than anything. So uh, I'm not someone who frequents the gym anymore. I feel I tried to the about two weeks ago and just felt totally foreign and just left. <laughs> it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, not that the gym's a bad thing; is it motivates a lot of people, but it's just an example of how I've grown and how I view fitness now and health. So after getting certified, I. Throughout probably about six years or so, it took me to lose about 45, 50 pounds. I was a little over 200 something pounds and, and I'm not a big, I'm not a large bodied person. So that's quite a bit of weight for me. And now I'm weighing about 150, 155. So uh, through that process, you know, I went through all these struggles and the pains. And then of course, after transforming yourself, you still, like I was got to saying earlier, you carry those emotions with you. And uh, when I got into the bodybuilding realm, I was severely depressed because there was a lot of, there's always that body shaming in that environment. 
And, uh, you know, it can be really tough. Of course, you're all, I was always comparing myself to others. And it just, I was my own worst enemy on top of taking a lot of supplements that really didn't agree with my body and just throwing more uh, gasoline on the fire. So uh, came across uh, what you, uh, the, a kettlebell certification. And I went to that. It was in Nashville. And David Whitley was who taught that. And I feel that that was the beginning of my journey of opening up to you know, who I'm becoming and what I really want to do. And uh, story short, just using kettlebells, natural movement, going out to the park. Basically, my weightlifting now is, is of course, kettlebells, hiking, uh, lifting rocks. I mean, something as simple as that, carrying those on the trail keeps me exceptionally fit and feeling good changing my lifestyle my um what culture always you know they mean that they tell you wheats and this and that are healthy uh dairy this type of thing which they was really not aligning with me so i came across somehow i, I don't i don't remember how we actually if it was in the same group or what i came across a you had a, a, a post you'd shared on Facebook uh, with Dr. Uh, Kelly Brogan's book, A Mind of Your Own. And it specifically was talking about depression. And I was like, hmm, I'll check that out. So uh, after I checked that out, went and got her book, started implementing some of the things, and I was just totally amazed at how her view of health and uh, healing yourself, not just through diet, but your environment, your, uh, your thoughts, everything is constantly affecting you. So, uh, I was just, I was, uh, stunned by it. But then I knew then after I tried those things, I was on the right path. It was scary at first because it's totally, Changing who I used to be. I was actually facing, and still am facing who I'm and becoming who I really am deep down. And it's a very freeing feeling. So I encourage people to, if they catch themselves comparing themselves to others or just don't really align with what they feel like they're doing health wise, consider you know, their deep meanings and their deep feelings. Mm. It's scary as it can be at first, just uh, you know, go, go for it. It's uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, so there's a lot there. There's a lot of things that uh, that shot up and are of interest to me that I want to explore deeper as we chat here. Um, the first one being that I am totally with you. I'm totally with you. I, I mean, I appreciate certain aspects of gyms. And if you have, you know, a bit of a community vibe going on or people that you're training with to push you and so forth. But for the most part, you know, give me a kettlebell and an open field and a tree. And I'm going to have a lot more fun than being under a bunch of artificial lights and, uh, you know, working with these machines and so forth and having TVs, you know, a whole line of TVs and radio blasting. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, it's unfortunate that so many people, you know, that's their definition of health or, or exercise. And 
it's like they go from one box to another box and uh yeah i'm with you you know free range natural movement just being human right just being human and being strong doing natural human things um not to mention not to mention the mood enhancement and the you know anti-inflammatory effects of being outside being grounded breathing fresh air right so it's like why why relegate you know an hour or two to a an indoor artificial environment for our our health you know regimen when we can build that into our days so i love hearing that and i love you know seeing people trainers uh you know coaches people that are speaking that message because it's so much just makes a lot more sense right mm-hmm. um and then talking about kelly brogan i mean she is fantastic and i would love for you to share you know some of that perspective right and and, and what sort of where you were at before you found that in terms of you know what your paradigm was with regards to health, mental health, depression, and then sort of you know what were some of the biggest uh, takeaways or shifts that you got from from that resource? Yeah, definitely. So when I was, uh, of course, in the bodybuilding realm, I was all about it was aesthetics, whatever you had to do to get that certain look. And uh, I hate that too because original bodybuilding is about healthy living. They go into more than just aesthetics. They, if, uh, if you study some of the old, uh, the original bodybuilders before, uh, you know, they're taking the steroids and all of these crazy designer supplements and such, which uh, can be really dangerous. I've experienced with those too, and they really mess me up. And uh, it's about, I like how they talk about the lifestyle and then they talk about everything from your thoughts, your habits, your even taking a shower and when to do that and uh, just living, being in alignment more than anything. But after I started studying some of Kelly Brogan stuff and actually being exposed to her exposed me to a, an array of these same people with the same thought processes and with that, that are that are healers and can use our own bodies to heal ourselves i just uh, it was tough shifting over from that because the ego gets in the way and you're like oh i need to be like this or i want to do this because i want to look a certain way or blah blah so instead of thinking in that way i encourage people to their environment and their actions and lifestyle should be a uh, a side effect the body having abs or having healthy body should be a side effect of those things so uh and i keep learning more and more too and i, I i'm a big ben greenfield fan too he's all about biohacking the body and because uh, i'm not one of those people that's against science because i think science if you use it correctly with the body is just totally can bring out the most amazing things in our human body so uh, I keep growing in that. It's just like every day I keep transforming. But uh, my main goal is to, to actually come off. Of, I'm on these uh, medications, antidepressants, two of them. And I'm almost on the lowest dose of one of the others. So I tried the cold turkey thing and that just uh, totally was a big mistake. <laughs> these things are very addictive. 
and they're as dangerous as, or more dangerous as heroin, any kind of street drug. It's then uh, horrific, just trying to, you know, just coming down off of them, tapering off of them. And that's, that's my biggest challenge right now is being able to show people that they can actually, they can heal themselves this way. But I also encourage people to be careful where their information is coming from, especially if it's uh, Western medicine, because uh, not, and then there is a place for a Western meds, definitely. But I think we should exhaust every other option first before putting you on a pill and just trying to blanket your symptoms, depression or any kind of body aches or any, any, any of your feelings are a, a sign that you're, that's how your body speaks to you. And when you stamp out something like depression, you are just, uh, I always say, I like to use the analogy like you're trying to, trying to grab water. You hit it and it's just going to disperse somewhere else. So I think a lot of these, uh, Inhale these emotions that are inside people. They don't express them correctly. Then they have the help of these meds to further push them down. Then uh, it's going to come out as something else, as cancer or as another emotional issue. I mean, you name it, it could be. I mean, look at society today. Just all these people are getting so sick. And I think a lot of this, uh, this type of thinking and how to treat a one pill ill type thing is what's uh, it's making it way worse. Definitely. Definitely. And um, I would love to hear a little bit about that experience trying to go cold Turkey. Cause I think it could be really informative for people who might be thinking that they have to do the same. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and to, to know from someone who's been through it um, what it's like and, and what, what a more uh, balanced approach with this tapering um, could could be like, and and in terms of finding a more sustainable solution. Like, I wonder if you could just go into some of the sensations or symptoms or experience you had when you when you attempted to go to go completely off there. Yeah, when I first uh, tried to go cold turkey, I went through a uh, major period. Uh, this was actually even worse than the depression itself. Uh, called uh, adonia and it's where you just don't have any emotions or attachment of any of any kind at all it was just like being in a, a room a white room no windows or uh, no emotions it was just uh, i was just there and i'll have to say that was probably one of my worst experiences if this lasted about a month too so that could imagine how that felt like years. But uh, I finally started to come around and started feeling better. And then uh, the body ache started coming back. Uh, I'm one of these people that my depression expressed itself in my body. So it was just like I could hardly get out of bed. It was, uh, I tried some natural treatments, some homeopathic remedies. And uh, we used uh, pulsatilla for that. And, uh, but of course, I wasn't instilling the lifestyle and dietary stuff then. So it was, it's like I wasn't addressing the real problem. So of course, the depression is going to come back. But now, as far as tapering off of these, I've, and this is what Kelly, uh, some of what I've read from Kelly Brogan as well, and uh, other professionals in this field to uh, 
get a healthcare provider who actually um, will work with you, which this will be somewhat difficult. And on her website, she has links to people that you can search for the, in the area that would be closest to you. Because uh, the traditional doctor, Western meds, it's going to be like, oh, you need to stay on these because since you went off of them, well, look at the depression's back. Well, you know, there's really no way of knowing if it's a side effect of coming with withdrawals or if it's actual depression, which I feel it's a, a little both. But uh, establish a place in your life to where, of course, your dietary needs are being met. So I highly recommend cutting out all inflammatories like gluten, uh, any kind of grain product, uh, dairy. Do this for a month and see what your body starts telling you. Then you can start introducing some of these stuff, some of these foods and such back. But after the dietary part of things, I really suggest you also work on your emotional and your mindset. And that was one of the things that snuck up on me. I kept staying in my old mindset. I kept uh, identifying myself with my past, and that's just not true. Yeah, I think a lot of people do this, and it holds them back. You keep telling yourself the same story over and over. So I started changing that, too. And this all just kept opening up a different, just a world of just, I kept attracting people to me that were in this field. You know, yourself, all the people that Kelly Brogan's uh, associated with, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman, he's great. Uh, I'll just, uh, it's just, especially these last, this last month, I've really been transforming, it seems. It's as if you, if there's something emotionally in you that you know you need to address and that's painful, you need to really go, you need to really address that. And for example, one of mine was, uh, had a lot of self-hate, had a deep self-hate. And I noticed that a lot of my depression would stem from that. So uh, I've started getting those under control a lot better. And whenever I catch myself doing that now, I, uh, I just, I stop. I'm like, I'm smarter than this. This is just, uh, it's in my imagination. And uh, it's, once you, get those kinds of things under control, I feel that you can start getting your step on track. And just the, the more I do this, the more I keep aligning with people. It's just like there's people who's wanting to help me and it's just, it's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brother. I've, uh, I've noticed, I've, I've experienced a lot of similar things, right? That once you make that shift, suddenly the world becomes a much more supportive place mm-hmm. and you realize that, Oh my goodness, you know, life wants to thrive life, you know, life, God, universe, love, whatever it is that's expressing itself through us wants to thrive and feel good and, and, and be expressed right at its fullness. And so it's, you're going to be supported, right? When you make that decision, okay, I am going to love myself. I am going to care for myself. I'm going to do something different. Then suddenly, you know, the universe hears that, and it's like you're sending out you're sending out these uh, electromagnetic f- signals or whatever it is, and then that's gonna you know come on back and into your life. So mm-hmm. um, that's that's incredible. That's incredible. And 
I've definitely, I've definitely been in many of those places myself, you know, living in the past. For me, it came with more so attaching to um, the, 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 the first doctor who misdiagnosed my, my ruptured appendix and how that, oh, it was his fault, right? I'm in this position now because of him. And uh, yeah, that, that didn't last very long or help me much at all. Um, but once you have that shift, you're like, oh, no, I'm responsible for this, right? I can do something. I can forgive, you know, the world and most importantly, myself, which I don't know about you, but that's, that's a hard one sometimes, right? That's that self-forgiveness piece. But uh, yeah, it's amazing how, how things change and open up the more that we can uh, work into that, right? Work into those, those dark spots and those, uh, those tough areas. And then the last thing, um, talking about living in the past, right? I had someone share that, I think it was a Wayne Dyer quote. Wayne Dyer being, you know, a fantastic, fantastic teacher and philosopher and sort of spiritual leader and yeah, that, you know, if you're living in the past, then you're going to be depressed. And if you're living in the future, then you're going to be anxious, right? And so it's all about, you know, how do we come back to our body, to our breath, to now, and uh, and just be with what is in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And I'm curious how much of this um, and or how much you've looked into like the whole fascia connection and how the fascia can store emotions and how when we do body work and massage and things and physically release that tension, how things tend to go with that. Is that something you've explored much or had much experience in? As far as like uh, using my body, yes, I do believe a lot of our emotions come from that too. Because I think it's, uh, it's not a one-way, it's definitely not a one-way uh, uh, receiving at all. And uh, as far as, as, I don't know so much about the, uh, the, the fascia, but just using your body, period, and putting it in an environment that it likes, and it will tell you, once you finally become aware of it, that this isn't the environment for it. And I'm a firm believer that everybody, if they gave it a chance, would be feel much better if they went to the forest and expose themselves to the elements of outside. If they, well, we, I, guess, I mean, it just took a hundred million years or so, they say, for a human body to, to be created of what we are now. We're more, of, we're more uh, bacteria and fungi and stuff than we are human, if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel that we align with that once we get outside even more. And once you expose yourself to that, I feel that emotional issues start to take care of themselves some, but then your deep-rooted ones will definitely, uh, you know, have to be worked on. But, and then in parts of your body too, I'm glad you actually said that about the, the, the fascia. I can tell if I get into something that I'm not supposed to, either emotionally or put into my body or on my body, I will get a, uh, the ends of my toes will start tingling. Mm. Yeah. Or something, there's something as subtle as that, or I'll feel like there's something itching on me or, uh, just a twitch. But yeah, mostly it's always my toes that tell me if I'm doing something as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound crazy to me, mm-hmm. but, uh, I mean, at one point it may have, right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's, it's incredible, you know, the wisdom of the body and, and the body never lies. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so, we are, from what I can tell, you know, some of the most technologically advanced creatures, you know, walking around. And, uh, you know, we need to honor that. We need to recognize that and honor that and listen, right? Listen to those to those little intuitive intuitive senses, right? I know for most of my life, I was cut off from intuition, cut off from my body, living in my head, you know, everything being analyzed and broken down through thoughts and thinking and da-da-da-da-da, which uh, is really tiring. It's real tiring and not that fun. <laughs> and uh, so I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And learning the language of the body, right? Learning, and it's going to be different for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but learning that so we can honor those intuitive impulses and be guided by those back to what's, you know, good and nourishing and grounding and fulfilling for us. So, yeah, super, super essential. And I wanted to also bring back, before I forget, to, um, you, you mentioned designer supplements. Now, are these like research chemicals, like bodybuilding type research chemicals, or are these just supplements with like excipients in them. Cause I've seen a bunch of stuff, whether it's like peptides or, you know, various analogs of drugs and steroids and so forth. Like, is yeah, that what these, you were referring to? Yeah. These were like, uh, these were the top supplements that the, say the FDA is something that's methylated. For example, those have been, uh, they're, uh, they've been stamped out, but well, unless they're, uh, they're an underground supplement. So people have been, these companies have been trying to change the form of it so legally they can still put it out there and use it. But who knows what it's doing to your body? I mean, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to go the hormone route and actually supplement with that, then do the actual, go to a doctor and do the actual process. But just getting these F from a pill or something of that nature, it's just so dangerous. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with pains in my going through my stomach, and I'm like, "What is that?" And it would probably my liver or something. A lot of these things are really hard on the liver and kidneys and such, which and that's frightening. But yeah, those are the things that I'm talking. Those are um, the, the designer steroids. They're very dangerous. I feel mm. we don't know what they do. Yeah, completely unregulated. You know, just out there, people are buying these things, injecting themselves, popping pills. Um, and yeah, causing some serious harm, causing some serious harm, I'm sure. But as far as some of the stuff like the green, the, uh, that Ben Greenfield's doing and, uh, things of that nature, I, those types of supplements, I'm a firm believer in some of that stuff. I use collagen every day. Now I use, uh, a simple fish oil with uh, D3 in it. And, uh, Sometimes I'll use a pre-workout supplement from a stronger, faster, healthier, and it's called push. That one seemed, it's all natural. It doesn't have any, uh, and I know the word natural can be thrown around so much, but it literally doesn't have any artificial colors or sweeteners in it. It doesn't have any chemicals. It's all stuff that the human body recognizes. So it's not, uh, any, and that's another thing too. If you can stay away from any kind of, fragrances that are fake artificial um, sweeteners are a big one for me to stay away from anything that you can't really put in your body or shouldn't put in your body was a big mm-hmm. one for me mm-hmm. and then where in the states are you where, where exactly are you located tennessee 
Okay. So is it warm and sunny and it looks pretty sunny there? No, it's actually pretty cool today. It's probably about 35, 38 degrees. So Okay. It's been okay. a great time to do some cold water therapy out at the uh, falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that is that a, a regular practice of yours? It or is. is it? Mm-hmm. That's been another one of my major uh, healing uh, tools is because I think exposing your body to that and letting it get stronger, it I feel like it resets everything. Now, of course, there's... Uh, you know, you have to be cautious about this and not get frostbite and be, you know, be smart about it first. Just take it easy at first, try a few minutes, then wean yourself into it. Try start out with cold showers. I'm a big Wim Hof uh, fan and he does, he really can get out there. So if I haven't got to that extent yet, to where everything's like iced over and such, but uh, getting in water that's around 30 something degrees is pretty, uh, it's, that's pretty intense when you're not used to it. Hmm. Yeah, no, and I love it. And it's like, uh, you know, it forces you very, very immediately right into your body and into sensation, mm-hmm. right? It's like if you've got some sort of repetitive thought or bullshit story going on, jump in some cold water and kiss that story goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love to hear that. I love to hear that. I'm actually getting ready. I've done a few, a few little polar plunges this winter. Um, probably definitely the coldest I've ever been was one up here in Toronto on Lake Ontario. And, uh, yeah, so much, so much so to the point where I couldn't do up my pants properly. I couldn't actually do the button physically. Um, had to have some assistance there, but I felt high on life for about two hours after coming out of that water. So mission accomplished there. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually gonna be up in North Michigan, uh, this weekend and do some more of that. So, Fun things. Great. Fun things. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, not easy, but always rewarding. Most definitely. And then, I'm curious. Have you heard of, looked at? Um, and again, I don't know what the laws are like down in Tennessee. Um, but like microdosing of mushrooms. I know Ben Greenfield talks about this a little bit. Um, I found it to be transformative. Um, but I wonder, is that something you, you've looked at or, you know, allegedly explored, you know, we'll be clear with the language here. We're not breaking any laws, but. I have, uh, are you, I know sometimes you post about the CBD oils and, um, the uh, vaporizers and such, uh, the laws of course in Tennessee about, uh, marijuana use and uh, THC, of course it's illegal here, unfortunately, but, uh, my illegal use of it has been very helpful if I use it in a moderate dose. And that's also, I feel one of the biggest influencers with helping me relax. And it's not something that I use every day because I don't really want to ingest the smoke. Since I do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, type of outdoor type stuff, running and cardiovascularly loaded type uh, exercises. I want to be, uh, my lungs clear, but it's been a been a great experience for me because I've been able to heal myself a little better with that, be more calm, especially if I'm very angry or aggravated. It just helps me get back into the mind frame of being like, hey, this is not you. 
you should approach this in a different way and it allows me to reflect better. And uh, as far as uh, using homeopathic type remedies, I've been experimenting with essential oils. Now, the first time I used, uh, I've been going to a lady uh, over here and uh, that's in my hometown and she actually does this, help people heal. And uh, my first experience with it, I think it did clash with the meds, unfortunately. And uh, of course you can, I can, it's the same thing that any kind of drug withdrawal person, anybody that's on drugs would go through. You get the extreme anger and aggravation and just uh, suicidal thoughts. And uh, so be careful and pay attention to your body and your thoughts if you ever do go on any kind of natural healing using another substance such as that, because the, they are as strong as or stronger than some of our modern medications now. But now I'm using, a, she mixed up one with a cinnamon and uh, frankincense and juniper. Yes. Mm. And that one has been doing great. And because we were using DDR Prime at first, but uh, it just, uh, I'm going to have to get lower on the meds, I believe, because knowing my body well enough, I feel that that's what it is, is doing that they were they were competing for the same place or something of that nature. But uh, this month I'm going to drop the dosage on the medication and hopefully that will be a positive experience. Mm -hmm. Be able to stop replacing that and getting some re repair going on in my brain and in my body. Beautiful. Well, that sounds like a delicious combination, cinnamon, frankincense, and juniper. That sounds incredible. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the oils, but yeah, you, people got to be careful. I've seen some people get into them and they're just putting them in their water, putting them on their skin, putting them all over the place. And it's like, these are, these are medicinal compounds, right? Mm -hmm. We need to be, be aware and not overdo it, right? Natural or, or synthetic or otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of the actual weaning process, is this like a thing? So you've had, you found someone then to help you sort of, charted out like how long of a process for the average sort of person or for yourself is this looking like for sort of gradually dropping the dose and gradually making those transitions this is like someone can do this in three months six months a year like what's that looking like everyone is different so um, i've heard of some people taking as long as the same amount of time they've been on the meds so if they've been on them for five years, it may take them five years. Uh, hopefully that's not the case with me. I was on 400 milligrams of Wellbutrin. Then it was that they had bumped me up on that. It was just made me feel insane. So uh, I just took the dose in half by myself, which that can be risky, but I had taken them long enough to know my own body and things started to calm down. And, uh, and of course they have their own side effects that are negative. So you have to take another drug to counteract that. So I have to take the lowest amount of Prozac that I, that's actually prescribed and that's 10 milligrams. So that counteracts the anger that's up to Thomas on the Wellbutrin. Mm. So you're probably starting to see the cycle that I'm in now. It's more of the drug withdrawal than it is with the problem that it was actually treating. Mm. So I'm now I'm stuck in this I'm, a, I'm literally a legal drug addict and can't come off of these things all at once. It's just like somebody who's going through, uh, you know, 
withdrawals from heroin or cocaine. Mm. They, it's, uh, I don't know. I would just, uh, as far as, you know, the time frame is coming off of them, everyone's definitely going to be different. My plan is hopefully by the next three to six months, be off completely. So I'm going to drop it down to uh, 150 this, uh, this coming month and see how that goes. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it can be very, uh, it's, it's, it's a rough process. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it just, you know, highlights just the plight of so many people, right? Because uh, as unfortunate as it is, I don't think it's an uncommon situation, right? Mm-hmm. Probably more uncommon in the fact that you're this aware and you're actively moving through to get to a better place, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, the prescription rates and the drug use rates, uh, particularly in the States, but it's not much better up here in Canada, you know, we're pretty much following suit, are hard to fathom, right? It's hard to fathom just how medicated people are and how they, they you know, they can become stuck in that sort of, uh, prison, as it were, and uh, if you're open to it, I would offer just a little a little language upgrade, right? You know, the whole we speak into creation. So you know, rather than maybe saying uh, you're stuck, mm-hmm. right? We can say you're actively moving through, or something yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more uh, conducive to your transformation, right? More positive, mm-hmm. yeah, positive, proactive. Um, yeah, I'm just a I'm a stickler for language, so mm-hmm. uh, all these Definitely. things these things pop out. These things pop out. I'm curious. Have you ever heard of kratom or or explored that? I know a few people, and I'm getting ready to work with a client who is dealing with uh, quite severe opioid um, again legal prescribed pain um, opioid addiction, and we're going to do a slow, gradual sort of approach. And I think I want to you know, have him wean himself off of the meds and onto Kratom. Is that something you're familiar with or have, have looked at at all, experimented with at all? No, I've never heard of that actually. Okay. So it's really cool. It's a, it's a herb, I believe from uh, Southeast Asia and was used, still is used traditionally over there and was used a whole lot more um, before uh, opium became such a thing. And doesn't have nearly the side effects that opium has, but still is an opiate or still works on those pathways, um, but can have a really nice euphoric sort of mood enhancing effect. And I know the guy from, excuse me, um, Mark Bell, the creator of Bigger, Stronger, Faster, which was a great documentary, is currently working on one called, I think it's called Belief. Uh, I'll, I'll link it up in the show notes. But it's all about Kratom because he's found for himself that Kratom has like saved his life because he's, oh, wow. he's been on pain meds his, his entire life, essentially. Mm. Um, and I have a few friends here who it has been really a game changer for them. Um, and as far as I know, it's still legal everywhere. The, the DEA tried to classify it, I think, last year or the year before, but had such an organic community backlash that they actually couldn't. They couldn't go through with it. Um, so it is still available. Um, and, and, and Greenfield talks about it as well. I think he's done a couple shows 
on it. So again, I'll link to those. And for that, for everyone listening, all of the things that we're talking about will be linked over at the blog, brianhardy.ca forward slash KIP, K-I-P. And um, yeah, that, Kratom popped up, and then um, Ibogaine or Iboga also popped up. I don't know if you've heard of that one, mm-hmm. but um, I'll also link to that. That is an incredible substance that comes from a root from Africa, from Gabon. It was traditionally used. And I actually have a couple of friends that have been initiated into the shamanic medicine path um, using that plant. And that thing is crazy because it literally will take someone who's hooked on opiates or heroin. And in the course of one experience, which can last anywhere from you know, 24 to 48 to 72 hours. It's a very sort of intense, harrowing experience. But then they're, they're done. There's no withdrawal after that. Mm-hmm. It completely resets and detoxes the body in such a deep and foundational way that uh, it gives people that opportunity to have a bit of a fresh start. So just two things that, you know, popped up that might be interesting to look into. And for those listening, uh, might be interesting to look into. So just wanted to share those. Yeah, you talk about uh, the uh, the medicinal plants and such. I'm really wanting to keep, I think about this every day, I really want to experience uh, the ayahuasca. Mm. I'm really wanting to do that. And uh, when you said that, talk about how that other, uh, uh, the herb, whatever it was you said, or the name of it, but uh, it's supposed to be able to do this same thing. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, ay- and ayahuasca being a lot, a lot. Uh, well, it can be intense as well. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. And I, I spent five months living with an ayahuasca shaman in the Peruvian Amazon, so I'm quite familiar with uh, that world and those plants. And beautiful, powerful medicine, very cleansing, very purging. You do have to be careful, right, with combining it with certain things. Um, because it can have too much of a potentizing effect, right? So there's very clear indications to, to not combine it with antidepressants or yeah. even certain foods. Uh, but an amazingly healing plant, um, which is becoming far, far more accessible. I mean, even up here, and I live in Toronto, so I'm pretty spoiled in terms of access to amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is, you know, regularly, very regularly, ayahuasca ceremonies happening right here um, yeah. and all across you know, all across the planet. I can't imagine it's too far from where you're at to, to find some sort of a group or church or, mm-hmm. you know, um, collection of people that are working with these plants. And uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I really do think that the plant teachers and healers and herbs and trees and vines and all these, they're, you know, essentially spiritual beings that have been on the planet for longer than us. And they've got so much wisdom Right? They've got so much wisdom and, and gifts that they want to share to help us evolve, right? to bring us back to our senses. I really sometimes see it as like all these you know, plants and animals, they're probably like, what is going on with these crazy humans? Like, what are they doing? Why are they hurting themselves? Why are they mm-hmm. destroying the, the environment? Like they're, they've, they've lost their minds. Um, and I think that's you know, it's, it's true, right? Western expansionist sort of culture is a, it is an insane culture. Mm-hmm. with very yeah. deep traumatic roots so it's like as we individually heal then you know it creates the context and i think the environment for for more people to do the same right mm-hmm. to come back into that balance so i'm with you man i'm with you 
And after we, we get off here, I'll definitely shoot some resources your way that you can Absolutely. look into and check out. And uh, yeah, just, you know, tap into to, to keep, keep the momentum going because uh, yeah. that's what it's all about. In 2018, man, this is, this is, you were already saying it, you know, this, this past month has been transformative and I feel the exact same way. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep things rolling and expand, you know, this network of enlightened healing folks. Yeah. Um, I feel that my pain, um, as horrible as they've been, I'm grateful for them because, uh, it's so, uh, I can, you know, sympathize with these people now and actually know where they're coming from and be like, yeah, I've been there and I can help them even more. It's, it's, it's been horrific, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way I, because I'm in the floor I need to be now. And it's really exciting to me to be able to, you know, try these new medicinals and these uh, just new ways. Actually, they're not new. They're, they were here before any of the issues that we're having now. How we're bringing that stuff back, and it's just, uh, it's just intriguing and amazing what we're capable of. And to stamp it out with something like an antidepressant and your own emotions and such, it's just, uh, it's just such a waste. And it's, I'm, I, but I'm grateful for having to go through all that and glad now that I be out of that. Mm. It's been a great learning experience for me. Yeah, man. No, I feel the exact same way about my own journey. And it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with more of us, right? The, and it's like the wounded healer, right? That, that story. Um, and what better way to help someone than to have gone through precisely what they're going through, right? That's the way it is. And you're gonna, your message is going to resonate with a whole lot of people for that reason. And uh, yeah, man, I celebrate it. I celebrate it big time. And uh, as we begin to wind down, there's a couple questions I like to ask everybody. And the first being, what would be, and maybe you've already mentioned a few of them, but three resources, right, that have been impactful, educational, sort of helped you to shift your paradigm that you could offer um, either to reinforce what we've already talked about or in addition to what we've already talked about that, you know, for someone listening, who's like, okay, I feel this guy, you know, I, I identify with where he's at and, and I'm hungry for more. What might be three resources, books, documentaries, you know, teachers, what have you that you could offer? Definitely the first uh, resource would be Dr. Kelly Brogan. I would go to her site. You can uh, either look it up on uh, just Google a mind of your own. That's her book or, uh, just uh, Dr. Kelly Brogan and her site should come up and she has lots of resources on her website to where you can click on, for example, if you want to find a natural path in your area or someone that actually will work with you instead of go against you. Those are, I think that's some of the best resources mm. that I've seen yet. And uh, probably a second person would be uh, Dr. Mark Hyman. He's awesome. He has the Broken Brain series. It just ended last week. And I highly recommend uh, seeing that because that tells everything. It's not just about depression, but it's just about, that's just one symptom of how we are broken all over, how the world, how our system is broken. And mm. how we need to get back to, to do our natural environment. And I'm not saying live in a cave somewhere or 
do something totally outlandish unless that's what you want to do. But, you know, there are ways to live and be coherent with the modern world and natural world at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then I see a, a third would be uh, definitely some of Ben Greenfield stuff. Mm. If you're someone who's big into performing and still having a healthy body, I can't uh, think of anybody better. He's just, uh, I'm a geek when it comes to that kind of thing. He's all about trying biohack stuff. And just, uh, there's just such, so much untapped potential in the human existence and our bodies. And just an amazing thing. Yeah, man. Well, I'm with you. Those are three amazing people to check out who have, uh, yeah, definitely changed my life. So fantastic, fantastic there. Another question, which kind of goes opposite. Um, you know, we live in a very sort of accumulation type of culture, right? How, what more can we bring in? But so I always love to ask people, what is something you have either recently or are currently intending or would like to let go of? Two things that I, well, one thing is I'll start out with television. I don't watch common, the news, anything of that nature. It's just, it can be informative, but they always, anything that will get them higher ratings, they're going to put on there. So people that are getting killed and all the horrible things, of course, are going to be the first, first thing to talk about. So that's one of the major things you put into your body, not just nutritional of what you're putting, what you're seeing is you're ingesting that as well through your, your senses. Mm -hmm. so television. I would definitely cut that out. If anything that bother, if it's bothersome to you and makes you scared and increases your fear, the sense to where it, where it bothers your living and you're always on guard, then it's probably not a good thing. And then two, um, I want to become much more minimalist. So to get rid of uh, a lot of my stuff, there's no sense in it being being there. It's just something else to take up my energy or thoughts. And I think you should just give it away, sell it, whatever. Just have the things that you really need around you. Keep your space clean and clear. And it, I think that's a huge thing for me, my environment, when it comes to too many, too much crap in the house. I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh, for myself, being the son of a, I would say, low-level hoarder in, in my mom, and we joke about this all the time, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge, right? It's been a challenge to really embrace the less is more ideal around things. Mm -hmm. and really having fewer things but higher quality things, things that really serve a purpose. Because I do, you know, it, it's palpable. When you're in a nice, clean space, right, your mind can think better, you're more creative, and you're not weighed down. A little bit of your energy connected to all those different items. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Thank you for that reminder um, as I intend to pare my stuff down and sell off more and, you know, have less, have less but – sort of be richer for it. Mm -hmm. So so I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And then another one. What comes up for you 
when you hear the words redefining reality? Hey, uh, redefining reality makes me think of going back to our natural roots and uh, aligning with the body and mind. Being able to take care of yourself first. Then once I started doing that, I was able to help way more people. And it just keeps increasing after that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't give from a, from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've been there. I've burnt myself out many a time, you know, being overextended, trying to do too many things, having all sorts of leaks in my, uh, in my own cup. And then, uh, yeah, you know, suffering because of it. And my, my, my one friend always says, you know, in order to serve, you got to be fit to serve. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can tell that, uh, that you are the kind the kind of guy who is, you know, intending and consciously working towards being fitter and fitter and fitter. Right. So you can, you can feel good yourself and then share that with others. So I love it, man. I love it. Before we wrap up, is there anything that's, uh, that's on your mind? Anything that you really feel compelled to share with people, folks who are listening? Um, yeah, uh, there was one uh, thing that I didn't actually go over, and that was uh, I study a lot of uh, Hindu and Buddhist, uh, how, they're, how they think and how they actually, not in the religious sense, I'm not a religious person per se, as what I mean by that is not, I don't worship any person or a, anything of that nature. I, you know, I'm a firm believer in like the universe is it's, uh, omnipresent. It's, uh, we're all one. And it's as far as going back to redefining reality. I think that's the biggest thing is realizing that we're everybody's one and that we can actually help each other and studying some of these Hindu and Buddhist practices in a way of lifestyle and to get you to see how existence, you know, how everything really does exist and how, how we block ourselves for so much. I think it's been, that's another thing that's been major, majorly helpful for me. Mm, yeah, likewise. Likewise. I found, I found Buddhism in particular to be a very liberating sort of philosophy, mm -hmm. right? Very not attached, very clear, very logical, um, very experiential right? It's not about having some mystical out there sort of experience. It's very much grounded. Um, so I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there yeah. with you. A good book on that would be, uh, um, uh, I, think I think he pronounced his name, Adashanti. It's called, uh, his, one of his books is uh, named uh, The End of Your World. That It's very deep. It's uh, a huge, been a huge impact in my life. So if anyone wants to look upon that and read that, definitely be a good one to start with. Okay. The end of your world. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, like I said, folks, everything we've talked about will be linked up in the show notes, brianhardy.ca forward slash Kip, K-I-P. And uh, man, this has been great. This has been great. I really, uh, like I said, again, can't thank you enough for reaching out and sharing where you've been at and uh, 
helping me to know that what I'm doing is making a difference. And that just, you know, fires me up to keep doing it, right? Keep sharing, keep doing it. And uh, yeah, I'll be excited to, to be in touch and to hear, you know, how, how you progress here and, and learn more about your journey and, and just witness, you know, your own personal transformation. Because, I mean, I can already see it happening. And uh, I can tell you're heading in a really, really bright direction. So yeah. fantastic. And for people that wanted to connect, what would be the best way for them to do so? How can they find you online? If uh, my Facebook page would probably be the best. Uh, just look up Kip Scott and you maybe should be able, could be able to recognize my face there. I have a couple of websites. That's, uh, one that's active now is uh, called uh, Alpha Strength Legion. It's a mouthful. It's, it's a long one, but <laughs> if you look that up, that's my website. And uh, that's where I plan on really helping people from. I already am, but growing that more and more and more. Okay. There you go, folks. If this resonated with you, if this is, you know, speaking to your journey, if you want to reach out, you want to find Kip, find him on Facebook, find him through alphastrengthlegion.com and, uh, and check out the show notes over at the blog. And uh, until next time, thank you for listening. Have a healthy week and keep redefining reality. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes, give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.